Broadcasting from Indianapolis, Indiana. USA. You're listening to Forgotten Favorites. Forgotten Favorites. On the Worldwide Legend. Visit our new website at legendoldies.com. Request a song. See what's currently playing. View the weekly schedule in your local time zone and learn more about your favorite DJs. Listen to talk shows when you want with your computer, Victor Stream, or iPhone, including All Things Radio, ATR Extra, Coffee Club, and Sports Lounge Live. Connect to our Zoom voice chat rooms to talk with us live using your computer, iPhone, or telephone. All this and much more at legendoldies.com. Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball, basketball, football, NASCAR, plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling the Conversation Station or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin to 87 723 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, and Bill Sparks. Well, a very good evening from a very muggy Indianapolis, Indiana. I hope you're all well. Quite a busy sports Sunday. I'm going to turn it over to Chris, who's going to take over. Okay, well, I don't know if I'm going to take over, but I, I will... I will I will uh, have influence for a moment or two. Anyway, all right. Uh, today is June 23rd as we record this. Uh, June 23rd, 2019, show number 47. And uh, we are... Uh, We're getting pretty close to the one-year mark. Getting close to the one-year uh, mark. And we, yep. we will we will announce, may as well announce it now. We're going to be here next week. No no problem. We'll be here next week to cover the big, what we can of the NBA free agency and whatever else is going on in sports. We're going to take July 7th, the 4th of July weekend ending off, because I'm going to be in Rochester at the ACB convention. A lot of people will be away doing this and that. But then we'll be back July 14th and do a recap of NBA free agency, because it should be pretty well settled by then. But we're going to start today with baseball, both college and pro. We'll start with the college. Our college guys will put on their... Uh, uh, their baseball uh, college uniforms and talk about that. And then we're going to do the, the pro baseball, a few notes on that. And uh, of course the standings, the scores and the notes. And then we're going to go into the NBA and we will uh, talk about the NBA draft and about uh, a trade that did happen and, and sort of how the teams look at this point, who's, who's rebuilding, who's uh, really contending, you know, who's putting their eggs in one basket for this year or kind of getting new guys in, in there. Then we got some NHL notes, got a few trades. I don't really have the NHL draft. Didn't get into that, and we really don't know the hockey prospects. We kind of know the basketball ones as we go along, you know, a lot of them because they played college ball or you heard about them around the country. Hockey, we don't know as many of them. But we'll just talk about a few of the trades of a few people that we do know and a coach hiring. Then uh, I think it's going to be kind of a free-for-all. Oh, and then we're going to, with baseball, we're going to be talking about as part of that. So it'll take a little while. We're going to talk about the Tampa Bay-Montreal thing uh, that has been brought up. We're going to bring that up and explain how crazy this is and how it will not happen. That is not going to happen. I don't know why. Uh, this was said because I, I assume it was um, um, Manfred that said this. But uh, anyway, so why don't we start with baseball? Why don't yeah, you, we also, Sean we and Perry? Also, Chris, when we get there, okay. we're also going to talk about a uh, a little bit of a fracas that occurred in the. Oh, Mets okay, yeah, we'll do the fracas. We actually, oh, we can do that. Yeah. We can do that after we do the scores and the standings since it happened today, and then we'll get into our baseball notes. We got David Ortiz. We got the franchise thing. We got you know we got a few things to talk about. So why don't you guys and, start and with? And of course, first. the callers definitely. We should have a lot yeah. of time for calls tonight. Oh so yes. If you ever wanted and to get in, this is your time. Sean, before we get 
get into the baseball, why don't you do our little minute or so, and then we'll, well get into the First of all, like I said, if you want to call in, as Mike told us with the with the opening to coach, and by the way, I love that show, <laughs> you can dial in at 646-876-9923, or download your Zoom app and then do 287-723-4600, hit the pound key twice. Uh, when you're in, you star six, mute you and unmute you. Star nine raises your hand on the phone, alt Y on the computer, and more is how you, you go to the more section on your smartphone, and that will get you in. Also, we want to promote our buddy Robert and his uh, Ringside Reporter podcast, 773-572-7781. Uh, buddy Larry and Jimmy, they have the football contest. Go to 712-432-3642. Go to the uh, bulletin board. Hit five from the main menu and go to bulletin board number 10. That explains everything. And if you have anything to say throughout the week uh, and you're listening, feel free to leave us a message, 773-572-7715. Do not mark the message private, you know, hit pound key when you hear the greeting, it'll skip right through. You don't mark the message private that we can hear it. We can all hear it and we will comment it, which we got to, you know, our buddy Leonard checked in and he, oh, oh, he, he checked in. Hey, just want to say hi, Leonard. Uh, we got your message. Yeah. We understand what you said. Yeah, uh, we, we are all about the parade. Both he was comparing the Toronto yeah, parade and then the St. Louis parade. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, he let us know about parades and that was kind of cool. So yeah. At least, no, at least nobody was shot in St. Louis. True. Yeah, nobody True was enough. shot in St. Louis. But yeah, yeah, the Canadians are supposed to be nice people. Man, I don't know what's going on up there. Vancouver trashed their city when they lost in 2011 and now we got shootings in Toronto. And it's, I uh, know, but... I don't know what's yeah. going on. But we're going to start off, we have a college World Series Best two of three starting tomorrow. Of course, we have Michigan and Vanderbilt. Uh, both teams were the undefeated teams. They were for what you it's double elimination pool play, and so they came out of their brackets winning their game on Friday as. You know, and this back. is why we keep telling you how when we talk about the double elimination, this is why we keep telling you it's better to keep winning your games because when you lose, you have to go deeper into your pitching, and college does not have as deep a pitching as, as the major leagues do. No, they do not. Now, Vanderbilt Vanderbilt has a little bit Vanderbilt, of advantage. Uh, Vanderbilt does, but that's they're on which, a whole other league than most people. Which, which I'm going to explain this for what a lot of people do not understand. A college baseball only has 11.7 scholarships, and they, but because of Title IX and everything, they have 11.7. But there are private schools such as Vanderbilt, Dallas Baptist, which is an interesting school. They're Division Two and everything else, but they were allowed to stay Division One in baseball, even though they didn't make it as Division One in basketball and other sports. They stayed. Uh, what a lot of them will do because they're private schools, they have academic scholarships that just happen to be available for baseball players. And, you know, Dallas Baptist has done it. Vanderbilt does it. Stanford has done it. So they they stack the deck. And, you know, the, now Michigan, Michigan, of course, coming out of the Big Ten, very, you know, good team. Uh, interesting story about Michigan. They have a player on their team. His grandfather won a national championship, College World Series, with Michigan. His father got to the College World Series, and and his name escapes me. Maybe you remember Perry uh, 
His name escapes me, but he's there now. So third generation in the championship game of the College World Series. But you have Michigan Vanderbilt, that's two of three tomorrow, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And they have to have it done because the fiscal year for the NCAA ends June 30th. So they have to have everything done before July 1st. So and another, Tuesday, thing mention, another thing to mention, Sean, on these scholarship things is if you have a player that you really, really badly want to get to go to your school, a lot of times that player will get a full scholarship. So then that's even tougher for other players who don't get that full scholarship. Yeah, and that's where it's, that's where those private schools, a lot of certain private schools come. That's where they get around all this because and the public primarily it's usually a, it's usually a top notch pitcher that would get these. Yes. Uh, like Kumar Rocker with Vanderbilt. He's a guy that is a, I mean, he is a major prospect. And Vanderbilt is one of the biggest ones that they talk about as far as hiding them under academic scholarships so they can get these top-notch guys getting their regular athletic scholarships. And another, when's the last time they note, played? How long have they been hold off, hold on, by hold the on, way? Chris, another note that we need to get to here, it's a media note. Uh, if you've been listening to the College World Series on your Westwood One channels, you'll notice that Kevin Kugler has missed about half of the world se- half of the games, and the reason for that is he had a sinus infection that got into his voice. He's not been able to do nearly the amount of play-by-play that he has in the past. So um, obviously, um, we you know we we feel for Kevin. He, he, yeah, you hear him all over the place, but he does he does good work. He does. And um, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. Okay. So um, there, how long? I was going to ask. Answer, answer, all right. Yeah. Answering your question, there, Chris. Right. They played on Friday. They'll be off until tomorrow. Uh, what they did is both uh, both series. They had a Friday games, and if Michigan and Vanderbilt had lost, they would have had to play yesterday. And then they they even have today open in case, for uh, for some reason, they would have had weather issues. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. So that's that's good. So uh, we're ready to go, and uh, we'll have a Big Ten uh, champion or SEC. Did you expect, uh, Perry, that it might be all SEC? Uh, you would have certainly have expected that because they got a lot well, more it, than anybody else. It, it, I don't. It, well, I don't. It wouldn't have been SEC at all. SEC. I. I kind of thought it wasn't going to because three, in one side of the bracket, you had three SEC teams all on one side when you had Vanderbilt. Uh, Probably the best game of the tournament was the one that was going on when we were on the air last Sunday, Mississippi State and Auburn. Auburn had, I think, a three-run lead in the ninth inning, and Mississippi State came all the way back to win. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That was, a, then, that was probably and, the best game of the whole series so far. Yeah, okay. and and, Louis, and we almost had a game uh, Saturday because Louisville was coming back on Vanderbilt. Uh, Friday and Louisville, Mississippi State was another battle. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we'll get into the uh, MLB stuff and, uh, and you know our standings, our uh, scoreboard, our notes, uh, and so we'll start with the standings going into this morning or today's action in the American League East. We had the Yankees at forty-nine and twenty-seven, and they're saying as they as we prepare for the uh, games in London on Saturday and Sunday that everybody can uh, can participate, you know, partake in. Uh, uh, the Yankees are getting healthy. And uh, those games, by the way, just so I don't forget, I think it's like 105 on Sunday or 110, and I think it's 10-10 in the morning on, 
uh, on Saturday, it's 105, and then 10 something in the morning, 10 10 or so. Uh, like the football games, it'll be nice and early, so you can uh, sit down and with your, your coffee and donuts and uh, baseball for breakfast, just like a Wimbledon for breakfast they used to have. So there and you I go. And I assume that ESPN Chris might show those games. They are. I think Saturday is Fox. I'm pretty sure, and Sunday is ESPN. I think it's Saturday yeah. Fox game. Okay, so the Yankees are 49 and 27 going into today, or were were Tampa Bay 44 and 33. So that uh, put them what uh, five and a half games out. Uh, the Red Sox at 42 and 36, and uh, well, no, I'll get into them in a minute. They're, they're driving me nuts. Toronto, 28 and 49. Baltimore, 22 and 55. In the Central, Minnesota, they're coming back to the pack a little bit. They're 50 and 26. Uh, they've had a few struggles, but so they, they had about a 500 week. They're doing better. It's really Houston that's coming back pack. I'm sorry. Cleveland at 41 and 35. So at least it's a little closer for Minnesota and Cleveland. I think that's a, what, nine and a half. So Cleveland's picked off a couple of games there. The White Sox at 36 and 38. Detroit 26 and 46. Kansas City 26 and 51 in the West. Houston at 48 and 30, and they've been kind of struggling. They they did finally salvage their final game against the Yankees, but they've they've had a, a rough week because Texas, who's been f- playing fairly well, is at 41 and 36. And if you remember, there was a time that Houston had about 11 game lead on them. Well, now it's down to uh, six and a half going into today's action. Yeah, uh, Oakland 41 and 37. They're like seven games out. The Angels at 38 and 40, and the Mariners 34 and 47. The only problem I think, Chris, that Oakland might have now is they have their number one pitcher who just got an 80-game suspension. That's right. That's right. In the National League East, we have Atlanta at 45 and 32. The Phillies have really had problems. They began the day at 39-37, and they lost today to the lowly Marlins. So uh, the the Braves now with a a five-and-a-half game lead. And remember a couple weeks ago, it was nip and tuck. So the Phillies got swept by the Marlins. Oh, okay. There you go. And I think they were. I believe I heard after today's game they've lost seven in a row. That's right, because they were swept by the Braves. So there you go. Okay, Washington finally passed the Mets at thirty-seven and thirty-nine. So they've been playing better. You know that uh, we were talking about firing both of those managers. We'll, we'll get to the Mets later. I think that's a circus. Uh, the Mets at thirty-seven and forty going into today's game, and Miami at uh, twenty-nine and forty-six. And actually, they're playing better lately. They're 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 kind of hanging in there. Uh, not into the race. They're not going to go anywhere. But as far as like they're being respectable at least now in the central. They can spoil it for some people. They they are. They've played much better the last month. Uh, the Cubs are at 41 and 35. Milwaukee, 41 and 36, just half a game. And that continues nip and tuck with those guys. St. Louis right there, too, at 40 and 36. So they're just a game out. We're going into today's game. Uh, Cincinnati is not bad at 36 and 39. So let's see, what's that? Uh, four, uh, let's see, six and uh, three is four and a half. And the Pirates at 35 and 45 and a half. Remember, the Pirates had really messed up there last week, but they uh, they had a decent week. So they're kind of back in the in the mix slightly. The Dodgers continue to roll at 53 and 25. Well, you'll hear what happened today. Uh, they're 53 and 25. Uh, Colorado at 40 and 36. So they're like nine and a half out. San Diego, 38 and 39. Arizona, 38 and 40, and San Francisco, 33 and 42. And the scoreboard for today, we had Toronto beat the Red Sox 6 to 1, and I have to vent a little bit. The Red Sox 
started the week. And remember I said they'd be lucky to win one game in Minnesota. Well, they won two games in Minnesota, and they could have won three. They lost in 17 innings in the other game. But then they come home. They win a come-from-behind game on Friday night while we were on our sports conference. They take a 6-1 to lead into the sixth inning yesterday. They lose that game 8-7, to and they lose today 6-1. to So they took a uh, – they, they grabbed the feet from the jaws of having victory for a nice week. And up 3-3, three and three, which is kind of what you expected. But after going 2-1 and one in Minnesota, coming back and being – you know, beating Toronto, and you say, okay, we should at least win one of these last two and, and win the series against Toronto. You can't be losing series against Toronto at home, but they did six to one. So it's it's just the Red Sox are just not happening this year. They're still in the wild card race. We'll get into that, but you know, Miami, as we talked about, beat Philadelphia six to four in in Philadelphia today. Cleveland, I think they swept Detroit. They won eight to three. So Cleveland's on a roll a little bit. Atlanta beat Washington four to three in ten innings. We have Houston over the Yankees salvaging the last game, nine to four, and uh, they uh, that was after the old timers game where Mariano Rivera apparently hit an inside the park home run. I don't know how that worked, but it'll probably be on sports highlights uh, tonight. Uh, Milwaukee beat Cincinnati seven to five. Kansas City over Minnesota six to one. So Kansas City salvaged the last game there. Minnesota. I think the Indians oh. for being in the race, they should thank the Royals because the Royals have really played well against the Twins. Yes, they have. Uh, okay, then we have the. Uh, Cubs over the Mets, five to three, as the, the battle between Pierre and Teresa continues. Of course, our friends, uh, you know, Teresa is a Mets fan, and and uh, Pierre is a Cubs fan, and they uh, go to their separate rooms and listen to their separate broadcasts, and uh, you know, <laughs> and, uh, the way whatever. that game, the way they won that game, Chris Javier Baez hit a home run in the eighth inning, a three-run homer, which was his one hundredth career homer to win that game. Okay, all right. Pittsburgh beat San Diego eleven to ten. Now this was crazy. I heard the end of this. Well, I didn't hear the end, but I heard about it, and I put it on for a little while, but I had to do something else. At the beginning of the ninth inning, the, the uh, bottom of the ninth, the Pirates were behind 7-4. to four. They tied it up 7-7 seven to seven to send it to extra innings. Then the Padres got three in the top of the 11th to make it 10-7. to seven. The Pirates got four in the bottom of the 11th to win it 11-10. to 10. What is wow. it with these Padres games lately? They're nuts. They, they had these games with Colorado last week. Same kind of games went the other way with Pittsburgh. But boy, oh boy, that, that, what a wild season the Padres are having. I'm, and, I'm sure uh, Ted Leitner wasn't pleased with that outcome. I'm sure he wasn't. So 11-10 to 10 in 11 innings, uh, the Pirates over the Padres. Texas beat the White Sox 7-4. Uh, Tampa Bay over Oakland, eight to two. So Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay's kind of come back a little bit, you know. After leaving, they, see, they got swept by the Yankees earlier, and they, you know, I don't know what they did against the A's. I think they might have lost two out of three to the A's. I'm not sure, or might have split. I'm not sure how that went. But anyway, Seattle beat the Orioles. Things are back to normal. The Orioles managed to win a game yesterday. I don't know how that happened, but they, things are back to normal because uh, they were beaten by the Mariners, thirteen to three. Dodgers beat Colorado six to three, and on a walk-off home run by Will Smith, Mister Lost in Space hit a home run to win the game. That's the third walk-off home run in a row for the Dodgers. Our friend David USF was at the game. He gave us some reports early, but he'll be all smiles in the next report we get from him about this. And that was in, uh, I think, in the, the bottom of the ninth, Will Smith. And they'd been behind two to nothing in the seventh. So the Dodgers, he was uh, a fresh prince after that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're thir- the Dodgers are 34-9 and nine at home. And Arizona beat San Francisco three to two in ten innings. So looking at the wild card, the wild cards are up to date as best I could get them um, because we we give the division because but the wild card nobody talked about and we're getting to the point where may as well start talking about it as, as when we can get the update. 
Of course, we don't have uh, anything with the Angels and Cardinals because they're playing now, and they're both in the wild card hunt. But uh, well, we'll, we can we'll give you a score on that game, Chris. The Cardinals okay. have a one nothing lead in the top of the fourth. All right, but right now, after today's action, except for the Angels and Cardinals that will be are playing now, Tampa Bay had the first wild card in the American League at ten over. Cleveland, the second wild card at seven over. Then Texas was six over, half a game behind Cleveland. You look at the second wild card to judge where you are in the wild card standings. The Red Sox at five over, a game behind the Indians. Oakland at five over, also a game out. And then we still will consider the ones that are just slightly under uh, 500. The Angels are under uh, minus two, so they're four and a half out. White Sox minus three, five out. In the National League, we have Milwaukee uh, had the first wild card at six over. And boy, that's a come down. They, they, for a while, they were well, well ahead. But uh, And the Phillies and Milwaukee had them for a while. Now it's Milwaukee at, at number one. St. Louis has the second wild card four over. Colorado is, and they, of course, they're playing tonight. So they could fall into a tie with Colorado. Colorado at three over, a half game behind the Cardinals. Philadelphia one over, a game and a half out. Arizona, uh, let's see, Arizona minus one. So they're two and a half out. San Diego minus two at three out. Washington minus three, three and a half. And Cincinnati minus four, four out. And the Mets minus four, four out. And Pittsburgh minus four. So there's quite many teams in the National League that are in contention. There's a lot in, in both leagues, but many in the National League that are in contention for the wild card. But what happened today uh, in uh, Wrigley Field, uh, Perry? First, let's mention what happened on Friday. Frankie Montas, I believe is how you pronounce his name for the A's. 80-game suspension for a banned substance. And uh, according to uh, Robert, who is an A's fan, he said that uh, Montas was their best pitcher. So that would clearly impact the A's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Saturday, we, yeah, yeah, yeah it should. And Saturday, we had a historical event also. Which was? Okay, about the, the rookies hitting home runs back yes. to back. Uh, yes. Uh, let's see. I had that written down. Matt Beatty for Friday night for the Dodgers won the game with a walk-off home run. And Alexander... Uh, Verdugo, I think it is. Verdugo. Alex Verdugo. Alex Verdugo. He won it on Saturday. And then, as I said, Will Smith, I guess he's not a rookie, but he won the game. So that, that, okay, this was the Elias uh, uh, Bureau that comes up with these things. They said there was the first time two rookies had ever hit back-to-back home run, walk-off home runs to win game. And how many teams have won them on three walk-off home runs in a a row? That has got to be pretty rare, too. Now, but, this uh, Will Smith for the Dodgers, is that the pitcher Will Smith or a different Will Smith? I don't know. Uh, I just turned it on because, right when he because there the is home a, run. Because there is a pitcher named Will Smith, whether this is him or not. Right. Well, I don't know, and I imagine uh, we can uh, find that out later on after the show. But the thing, the thing is, I also have to tell you that, and you're going to have to hear this highlight, Charlie Steiner called it a pop-up. And then it became a home run. So I don't, this can happen. It is, you know, I don't know if it was a windy day, although it didn't sound like it was because David was talking about the sun beating down and that does, you know, you may not have that on a windy day. I don't know, but uh, he called it a pop up and all of a sudden he's going crazy because the home run. So you'll have to hear that highlight. Uh, Apparently, uh, apparently, um, well, from what Pat Hughes has been saying, there are a lot of balls this year that people are hitting, and they look like pop-ups, and they end up going out. And the, the Rob Manfred did say that these balls are a little different than they have been. So uh, oh, I, yeah. think all, I think we all knew that by now, but he kind of confirmed it. Yeah. So. 
So, but but it, you wanted to talk about a, a an internal fight with the Mets today, yes, right? Yes. Apparently, after the game, a reporter was questioning uh, Mickey Calloway, the manager. And if anybody knows anything, Mickey Calloway was with uh, Terry Francona for a long time, and you know Francona is, is mild mannered and this and this. But apparently, Calloway and this reporter got into it. Uh, then pitcher Jason Vargas came and he got into it and Vargas actually told the reporter he was going to fight with him and everything. So um, all is not well with the Mets. And you would think going into Chicago and getting a two, two split, that's actually pretty good for the Mets this weekend. That was good one, but yeah. Yeah. Well, the earlier. And they, they, and they made... were facing some of the Cubs' better pitchers. I mean, you had Jose Quintana. Uh, t- they lost to Cole Hamels today, but you had Jose Quintana uh, in the series. And on Thursday, I mean, I mean, I suppose what they would say would be a downer is you lost to uh, Tyler Chatwood and Albert Alzbele or something like that is how you pronounce it. Um, you know, that probably wasn't good, but you beat two of their better pitchers and then with uh, Quintana and uh, and, and uh, Lester, I believe. But I guess now starting on Tuesday, the Cubs are going to a six-man rotation. Kyle Hendricks, those who don't know, is injured with shoulder impingement, and uh, they don't know how long he's going to be out. So what okay. they're going to do is, is after John Lester, it is going to be Tyler Chatwood, and then after him, it'll be Albert Aldelay, uh, they're going to go with a six-man rotation for a while, but you would think that you know the Mets should have some positiveness. And boy, the the response from people on on uh, social media, particularly Twitter, after this incident with the reporter, everybody was saying, you know, we think we thought Mickey Calloway was a mild-mannered guy, and he does something stupid like this. And you know, Jason Vargas, not somebody that you would you know you would say so, is a great player, and he get he got into it. But it was so they're, so they're blaming was, Calloway for in, inciting this with the reporter. Apparently, they the, the pro, it started with Calloway and the reporter, and right. then because but I mean, the who do they asked, think? I mean, the reporter yeah, the report- apparently asked a question that Calloway didn't like. Okay, and that's what led to it. And then, of course, Vargas got into okay. it. Okay, so he went uh, he went uh, Belichick on him or something. You know, yes. not that Belichick yeah. ever gotten physical, but he he uh, asserted his authority uh, to not answer the question in a physical way, shall we say? Right, and we may uh, hear okay. some. Of the, we may hear some of the sound on this later. You know, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. So, hey, but man. earlier the Mets made news because they fired their pitching coach Dave Island, and they hired 82 year old Phil Regan who used to pitch for the Tigers and the Dodgers. I remember him. He's so old. I remember him pitching. And, uh, you know, and uh, so, and they also uh, got rid of Chuck Hernandez, their bullpen coach. And they hired, uh, uh, let's see, who was their bullpen? Ricky Bonus, who used to pitch for the Brewers. They hired him as the uh, bullpen coach. And they were going to have a pitching strategist. Did they find that pitching strategist yet, Perry? Do they, you know? They did, they did. And I'm not sure who he, who he is, but um, yeah. I would think. What is pitcher, his job? Do we do we have any idea what he's going to do? Uh, they did not go into detail, but he is a pitching strategist. But I would okay. think your pitchers, I mean, you would think like Jacob DeGrom and all these good pitchers that they have, shouldn't they know how, you know, what they want to throw where and all this stuff? I don't they know. know. I, I, Bill, Bill, is, did, you want to break, did you want to get in with something, Bill? I'm just going to say, we're, when you guys get to the end of this section, we need to take a break. Yeah, okay. After we're done with baseball, we've got a few uh, more baseball notes. And, and uh, so the, also, we have uh, the David Ortiz uh, cover-up continues. You know, we talk about cover-ups. Is there a cover-up in Washington? Is there not? Well, there is in the Dominican Republic. Uh, they And actually, it was really funny because we have a very intelligent person who uh, didn't understand the USA Today article that she read. And she thought, 
thought that it was really true that these things were really the case in the Dominican Republic. But nobody believes what they heard on, um, I forget what it was, Wednesday out of the Dominican Republic. They are trying to say, to keep everybody's, cover everybody's butt down there, David Ortiz's butt, the drug lord's butt, everybody's butt, that it was a case of mistaken identity, that the 13 people or 11 or however many that were hired to kill, whoever they were hired to kill, got the wrong guy. Oh boy, gee, too many cook boiled the broth, you know? I've only heard about two, one guy shooting, one guy driving a motorcycle. I don't know what the other well, that 11 were for, but anyway. Now, I guess there was a getaway car, but whatever. They got the wrong guy, which means... And of course, our friend believed it. And again, she's a very intelligent woman, but she was... USA Today, when they're writing a reportorial story, is reporting the, the, the news conference. They're not giving any opinion. So I came in and I gave one, which is that this is the best outcome for the Dominican Republic. Nobody shot their national hero in the middle of the country. That's a good thing, especially when they have people dying in hotels down there, tourists that aren't coming home. That's, that's a good thing for them. Also, and apparently there was another American that died today. Yeah, and yes, we were, we were actually 11. brought up we actually brought up the, uh, what is it, what is the score? The uh, horses at Santa Anita are still ahead. Are they not 23 to 11? I they're, think they're, they're, they're up to 30 now. 30 horses? Yeah, they're 30. That's right. They had yeah. a head start, though. They didn't start, to, they started to die earlier than the uh, Dominican, uh, than well, the, the Americans and the people yeah. in the Dominican did. So we have to give, we have to be fair. Okay. So you got David Ortiz isn't shot by the, and then you can keep the drug lord out of jail for something significant because you want to keep getting paid by the drug lord to stay out of jail in the first place. So everybody's happy down there. It's a joy if they can have Mardi Gras or whatever they want to have down there. And David, meanwhile, still is struggling at Mass General. And if he goes back to the Dominican Republic, public he's not so we'll see if he stays up here but uh you know that was the story so and so also our, yeah why don't we take our break our, and then we'll get into yeah, this, let's our break because this, is, this expands beyond baseball because of our our great uh staff person shelly you know one of our great staff staff helpers so so we, yeah let's go ahead we'll, let's go ahead and do that bill let's take our time out and then we'll be back yeah. with more yep people been saying to your friend get a different face and posting on their difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org brought to you by the ad council keyboard cat hamilton the pug and toast meets world these are some of the internet's most beloved pets and they all have one thing in common their stories started in a shelter start your story adopt a dog or cat today visit the shelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you training that pet to play the keyboard that's optional Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, 
Let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Back to the guys. There we go. So we have a we have a crazy idea that was floated by our crazy commissioner. You know he he is a little bit and, and I, well, I don't it think he float. no it was not floated by the commissioner. Oh, who floated it? It was not the commissioner. The the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. But the commissioner had to prove it. it. He had to prove it. But the Tampa Bay Rays floated this idea of they would they're not happy as you know in St. Petersburg. Nobody's going to the games. Part of it is where the stadium is, but part of it is also it's Tampa Bay and people are from everywhere else. And I don't know, Tampa Bay sports just doesn't draw. I mean, the Lightning do okay. The Buccaneers, yeah, but you know, they're from everywhere else. They just don't draw. And Monch, he has wanted to move the team, but they have a nine-year lease. And so he floated the idea of playing half the games in Tampa half in Montreal. Now, I don't know how if they're going to play 40 and a half games. Like they'd have to stop <laughs> but, you know, stop in fo- fifth inning and, you know, move to Montreal for the rest yeah. of the game. But, you know, how they're going to do that. But he, he's floating that idea. Uh, baseball supposedly gave him permission. And this all goes back to the, the St. Petersburg mayor told him he is not allowed to talk to Montreal. They have a lease until 2028. Montreal wants a team. Montreal got... And really, Montreal got screwed, if you want to know the truth. They were going for the World Series in 94. Then they fell apart. Baseball took them because of their ownership. I think they had fan support, but their ownership was, you know, in shambles. They, they were playing games in Puerto Rico, wherever. But Bud Sealy wanted a team in D.C., so he used this. Uh, otherwise, you may have still seen a team in Montreal. But Tampa Bay wants to play Half in Tampa, half in Montreal. They're going, to, they're going to call them the snowbirds because, you know, like everybody else in Tampa, they leave for the summer. So, okay, you know. Well, the problem, there's a few problems. The Olympic Stadium is no better than Tropicana Field. It's not like they're moving. Well, they're going to build a, them a new stadium. Well, they're going to build they're a new stadium. Them. Yeah, they're trying to get everybody to build them a new stadium. They want to want a new stadium in, in St. Petersburg, but of course they've got the, or Tampa, really on the Tampa side, but they've got they've got this long lease in Tropa. But that can be worked out if they stay in, in Tampa. But I don't think, I don't know if it's really straight for, for Montreal. See, Montreal would have to do a retractable roof. They, they said, um, today Josh Lewin was talking about uh, their former former PR guy uh, that was there in 1979, the last year that they had to play in Jerry Park. And he said they had so many double headers, it was ridiculous. So, you know, it's, it's just crazy. And so I'm not sure there's that. Then there's the, so they're kind of holding up two cities. Then you would, who would go to either place if you were going to, and if you always got the second half of the season, and well, who gets, who gets the postseason? I don't know. But if you're only going to get the first half, you're never going to draw because that's when the kids are still in school. You know, that's not good. Then you also have the situation where in the second half, okay, now it's July. Now we're a decent team. Like right now, they're holding the first wild card. Oh, July, time to go. We're, we're leaving. Goodbye. So who wants to invest uh, emotionally in, in the team in either city, really? You know? Hey, hey, this yeah. isn't going to happen. The players union right. will never approve it. Um, no. It sounds like from what I've been hearing, they're kind of using this to um, help the negotiations with Tampa to get a, a stadium done. And I know, uh, Chris, you being an, an AL East fan, I think what we would have to say, yes, this is kind of a stupid idea. But Stuart Sternberg, their owner, I, I think you would have to agree, has spent the, all the money that he could to make yeah. that team successful. Yeah. And, and he, never, 
And I mean, he he's when the team is good, he'll let them go a little over budget and things like that. But eventually, something's going to have to get done. Oh, yeah. No, it can't stay the way it is. And no one's saying that. But maybe you go somewhere. And this is where we got into our discussion with our with the folks on the conference. Maybe you go somewhere like the Carolinas or the or Northern Virginia or, or in Virginia somewhere or some place where there's some populations that haven't had teams yet. You know, uh, in Texas, well, you've got some possibilities. Now, once too, they, right? now what, what they're saying is once this gets ironed out, and the A's get ironed out, they're going to be two expansion teams. And, and if, if Montreal doesn't get the Rays, they'll get one of them. Right. Yes. And it's and not bad for the alignment that exists now to put to just go and move uh, the Rays to Montreal. If you do it straight up and you get a stadium or that it have to be a retractable roof or you'd have chaos up there, you, you need a stadium, you know, uh, with a retractable. Roof, and then they're right there with Toronto, just like Texas and Houston now in, in the uh, American League West. That'd be fine. Not a problem. You don't move them out of the division. You keep the schedule the same. Then you get uh, and you get the A's somewhere in the Bay Area, which I think everybody wants them to stay in the Bay Area somehow, some way. And uh, except the Giants, and uh, you know the, the, they're going to try to get that worked out. And you know I really admire the A's and the Rays because they, you know, and they've had a good series this weekend. They put representative teams on the field. They were overcoming a lot to do that. They really and they, are. And they've tried to work with their cities. Like I said, the A's. The rumor is I've heard that what may happen now that the Oracle Arena spot is available, it could get turned, you know, tore down, and they may build the new stadium there is what I've heard. I don't right. know how true that is, but that's a strong rumor. But like yeah. I said, this got into the whole discussion of places that don't have baseball or places, you know, that are looking, that are hungry for baseball because Tampa Bay, I hate to say it, Tampa Bay will never be a baseball market. The whole state of Florida looked at Miami. The only reason they're staying in Miami is because they built that new stadium. Otherwise, the Marlins were on their way to San Antonio. If they had got, you know, if they had gotten out and they hadn't approved that stadium, they were on their way to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And and Jeffrey Lurie had a buyer in San Antonio ready to buy them. Yeah, well, if and, they want to get negotiations going on on their stadiums and things, they have to come up with things less silly than this. And nobody thinks this is happening, so it's not a threat of anything no. feasible. You know, it's not like you're talking about the Patriots going to St. Louis or something with a St. Louis owner. That made a lot of sense. You're not seeing anything that's logical. You know, coming I, out I think, of this. I think we can get some comment on this because uh, Robert, the ringside reporter, must be done because Robert is here and, and he can probably tell us more on the A's situation than we all know. Yeah. yeah uh, good evening, guys. Hello. I just got here. Uh, I'm glad I came in during the baseball discussion. Um, the A's are trying to build a stadium in Oakland. It's not going to be on the Coliseum site, apparently. The A's are going to buy the Coliseum site, but they're going to use that for, uh, they're going to build uh, like apartment buildings or and shopping centers and things like that. Apparently, they have another site in Oakland that they're going to uh, use for the stadium purposes. It's supposed to be about a 35,000-seat stadium if everything can get approved. And all the political things have pretty much been done in Oakland itself. But now Major League Baseball has to approve it and stuff like that. So it looks like the A's are finally closer to getting a stadium where the Giants cannot interfere with all their attempts. Because all all their previous attempts have been in areas where the Giants claim is their own and the Giants have interfered with everything that they've tried to do. But I guess where they're going to build it now, the Giants can't say anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So I think we're, we can go to the NBA and we can uh, do this fairly quickly. I, I do want to run down the top 10 of the draft. I had to go into the Globe today, and uh, Robert is always talking about how good that Sunday Globe, uh, Boston Globe uh, section is. And I went in, Gary Washburn bailed me out. I would have had people in the wrong places because the NBA is a stupid thing. I think what they need to do, uh, Sean, you were talking about their fiscal year, needs to start like the minute the finals are over, the next day. Just start the fiscal well, year. What, well, okay. What they need to do, I would, the uh, fiscal year starts July 1st. But here's, here's the way it works. Okay, we, we, it's the Lakers pick, but New Orleans make a pick, but then they're trading. I mean, why, why not just wait? The, a, a good day to have the NBA draft would be that Thursday of All-Star Week. Now that the baseball teams are not playing on Thursday, there's nothing going on. You have the fiscal year. Trades can already be made. Now, I know hockey runs into the same situation because their fiscal year is July 1st also. But it's not as much of an issue or rework that, hey, we can make a trade. We can go ahead or just say we can make a trade before July 1st and have it count as the new team's trade. But a lot of what they're working on there is the salary cap. I think that's where, you know, they're working on the salary cap. So the easiest thing, and this would be a ratings getter for them if they have it, because summer league usually starts late July. So why not have it? You got the all-star game on Tuesday. You got the SBs on Wednesday, uh, the NBA draft that Thursday, and you don't have to move, you know, physical years right there, July 1st. Everything is finally official as far as all the trades. You don't have to worry about the salary cap. Oh, we traded Anthony Davis, but the Lakers are making the If you don't mind, Sean, uh, does that have to be negotiated with the new collective bargaining agreement? Uh, The draft is is not. They can move the draft. Because from what I I understand this year, uh, ESPN is going to make a TV event out of uh, the signings. They're, they're yeah. going to next, do it uh, next, next Sunday night. Yes. They're going to do well, it next. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the signings, but the recruitment because the signings don't happen for a few days. Uh, yeah, yeah, the signings can, aren't until the fifteenth of July or something. No, you may, you can't, but you may know. You may know where you may know where they're going, but they just can't sign it. I mean, the two halves are the same thing because do you want to draft players and then do free agency or free agency and then draft players? It's either way. You've got to do one and then the other. It doesn't, I don't see how it matters. The NFL, the NFL does a lot of their free agency and they have the draft in April. You can have it. And and I'll tell you, as far as the ratings getter, what is going on that Thursday after the All-Star game? Nothing. Nothing. For a marketing, and I'm looking at it as from a marketing standpoint, and you don't have to. You do not have to alter the fiscal year because if they alter the fiscal year, that's a that is a uh, bargaining agreement thing. But the draft can be moved. Remember, the draft has been moved many times. It used to be early June, mid June. Now it's late June. It could it be. used to be during the playoffs. Yeah, I'm yeah. Telling, I remember it in the playoffs. You I know? believe we can, July. We can continue, we can continue this, guys. But Chris, why don't you tell us about the draft so we can? All right, we'll do the draft, we'll and then that, we'll and talk then about we the trade continue. that we did that did occur, and uh, you know, with, a, with with Memphis and Utah. So New Orleans, and, and, and what, again, thank you, Gary Washburn, for he got the people with the right hats, and I think I've got the people on the right teams. If I make any mistakes or, or anything, let me know. And also, if there's any uh, pronunciations, because I'm dealing with Newsline, but I tried to get the spellings and all that. So New Orleans, we do know, of course, had the first pick, and they picked up uh, Zion Williamson, uh, forward from Duke, of course. Number two draft went to Memphis, and that's guard John 
Morant, I think, from Murray State. Okay. All right. He's from Murray State. I think he's a, a foreign player as well. I'm not sure about that. Number three to the Knicks was uh, forward R.J. Barrett, also of Duke. Three of the top ten were from Duke. Uh, so they're well-known. Atlanta ended up, I, I thought it was New Orleans, but it turned out it was Atlanta, ended up with a, with, uh, a forward, uh, DeAnder Hunter from Virginia. Of course, we saw him in the uh, final game, and that was all through the NCAA. Number five, Cleveland got uh, guard Darius Garland from v- Vanderbilt. The sixth pick went to Minnesota, and they got Gerard Culver from Texas Tech. Of course, he was in that final game and as well. And Jer- that's Jared Culver. Jared, Jared Culver. Culver. Okay. Jared Culver. The Bulls picked up uh, guard Kobe White from the North Carolina. Then we have a center uh, from Texas. I went to New Orleans, Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes, yeah. He's a project player. Yeah, he's a freshman. And what you said, I think, earlier before we came on the air was after about two or three, they were all pretty much projects, right? Yeah, they're all pretty much One level or another. And it depends on what you want. Some people, like the Celtics picked a guy who had been hurt during his college, had a bad thumb, but he was a one-and-done player, so you know he had some quality going in. So, you know, get the thumb back in in order, maybe he'll be fine. You know, they've all got some upside, but you never know. Nine, the, the Wizards took forward Rui Hashimura from uh, Gonzaga. Number 10 was Atlanta again, and forward Cam Reddish from Duke. Again, we know about him. And uh, Indiana, uh, the, the Celtics, and with the 14th pick, and now just throwing it in for me and Bill's benefit, they took uh, Romeo Langford, the guy I was just talking about. I asked Bill about him. He said he's not that good. As a fan of the Big Ten, Bill, I don't think I've ever heard of the guy. Okay, the guy was the heaviest recruited player out of Indiana. He went to Indiana University, played there. Well, you know what happened there this year with their disastrous season. He was the Indiana Mr. Basketball. I think he was better as a sophomore or junior in high school than he was. But he's a project. I think maybe their second-round choice might outshine Romeo Langford, and that's Carson Edwards. From Purdue, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, Carson Edwards is a good player. Right. I'm, yeah. You know, th- this guy made the all-freshman team, but I I don't know. And then he didn't play in, you know, in the Big Ten tournament. And I, I just don't know. I don't know what Brad's thinking was. Yeah, well, I think what he's thinking there is, is, you know, this team is not going to win the championship. They're going to be fighting for the lower parts of the playoffs, I think, is what where they are. Because we heard this week Al Horford's not coming back. We know that uh, Kyrie is, uh, you know, we'll talk more about that stuff next week and the free agency gets going, but Kyrie's leaving. So they, they're kind of in a rebuild mode. And he picked up three college guys. He'd rather take a guy out of college than have somebody, uh, you know, after he's been burned by Kyrie and everything and has to deal with Jalen Brown and, and Tatum and everybody. He just wants a younger team right now. And I think, and they got another guy, Williams. I can't remember his first name from Tennessee. I don't know if you're familiar with him, Perry, but he's supposed to be pretty good too. Uh, in the, the, I'm uh, not sure first his first name, but yes, he is pretty good. Yeah. And, so they, the they, fiscal, yeah. and the fiscal year for the NBA is supposed to start on July 6th. That's why the trade's going to be approved on that day. Right. Yeah, July but 6th they, is it. Yeah. You could do the signing. They, so it's July, it's first, July 1st. Yeah, they can well, start June 30th negotiating. Well, 6 o'clock, really, Eastern time yeah. is what they yeah. start. Yeah, but the whole the whole thing, and now those of you wondering, okay, how did Atlanta end up with the fourth pick? Well, New Orleans, of course, as we reported, had the Lakers pick last week. 
which was number four. New Orleans had Atlanta's eight pick, but they did. They parlayed number four, and they, they traded number four. They got the 17, they got 35th, they got a bunch of others. So basically, this Anthony Davis trade that New Orleans did, they parlayed it into a whole bunch of draft picks, not just from you know what they got from the Lakers and the three players and the three draft picks, but all the stuff they got from Atlanta. They're comparing this. They're saying if all works out with the Zion Williamson and whoever they pick up, this could be their Herschel Walker trade. This could be their Herschel Walker is what they're right. saying. And then we had another trade that did occur. Again, it will be official on July 6th, as all these things will. Memphis traded Mike Conley to Utah. And, of course, Utah was a contender last year. They were, they were a third, fourth, fifth right up in there. And so they're they're going for it. So they picked up Mike Conley. They sent uh, uh, Grayson Allen to uh, the Grizzlies. They sent Kyle Korver. They sent uh, Jake Crowder, who played here for the Celtics, and two draft choice, choices, the 23 this year, and uh, I think a first-rounder, I think it's next year. Anyway, it's a first-round uh, choice. Uh, a, and that'll, yeah, be, good, that'll first, be good for, uh, for Kyle Korver. That'll be good for Kyle Korver personally to play in Memphis because, of course, he's from Pella, Iowa, so his family, you know, that's not that far away to go see him play now. And, right. And Mike Conley with Utah is a great, great pickup for Yeah, for he'll them. be better than Ricky Rubio, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, do we have any more NBA stuff? Before we, no, we don't. And Robert, before we get to the hockey stuff, um, oh, good. I'm glad you're here, Robert, to help me with the hockey too. Right. Okay. You and I were talking the other day. Tell us a little bit, uh, just for those who don't know. We we talked earlier about Frankie Montas. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes, you are. Yeah. Okay. I'm tell very, me, I am just very. Tell, tell me a little bit about. Tell us a little bit about him for those who don't know him. Um, well, he was our best pitcher this year, nine and two in fifteen starts. It was a two point seven zero ERA, and he would have clearly been our uh, the A's representative in the All Star game without without question, um, and probably would have been a contender for the Cy Young. I mean, that's how well he was doing. Well, now we know why he was doing so well. He got popped for an eighty game suspension on Friday for PEDs, and it really ticks me off when Latin players from the Dominican Republic, I think that's where he's from, gets popped for PEDs, and then, you know, uh, it just irritates the hell out of me, you know. I mean, he's only 25 or 26 years old, and uh, clearly looked like he had a future, and he what? still might, but... Why would that irritate you more than Ryan Braun getting popped? Uh, well, uh, no... Or Stephen Braun, Wright or whoever, you know? Yeah. I mean, what's the difference? Braun- yeah, I the, the whole PE thing, the whole PED thing irritates me overall, Chris. I don't think none of these players need to be popped with this stuff. And yet, no matter how tough Major League Baseball seems to make it, somebody gets popped every year. And well, this one was that- hold. On, and this one was particularly stupid because CJ Nikowski and uh, Ryan Spielborgs were talking about this on XM yesterday. And CJ Nikowski said he got popped for a forty dollar over the counter thing that you can buy over the counter and he said with baseball players they have all sorts of these things right in the clubhouse that have already been approved there is no need for them to go outside and do this and he said even if you do all you have to do is call mlb to get it approved 
So he said, this is really yeah. stupid. But we are we're down to about six minutes, Chris, so you may want to go okay. with your hockey notes. So let's uh, see if we can get some hockey done. And again, Joe Nuxall, uh, we'll, we'll, still, we'll get to Joe Nuxall. <laughs> poor so poor Joe. Joe, poor Joe. Joe, Joe is still rounding third and heading home. He's All not- right, so the NHL. We had Eric Carlson, and Robert can certainly talk about this. This is a signing that the uh, San Jose Sharks made, $11.5 million for the next uh, eight years. And I guess he's a quality defenseman, but he's been very injured the last couple of years, hasn't he? Yeah, I know. He's been... He's been a top-notch defenseman throughout his career, but his last year in Ottawa and his first year in San Jose, he was very injury-prone. And I, I look, I, I question the signing because we, uh, as a Sharks fan, we have other people that we need to sign. And I understand that uh, you know he would have been look, he would have been offered more money, but for less years by other teams. I mean. There's no question about that just because of the quality player he is. But he decided he wanted to take the extra year and stay in San Jose. But now I'm afraid we're going to lose some very important pieces. And all of a sudden, I may not have a very good hockey team to look forward to, but I'll have to wait till July 1st to, to see how bad it's going to be. Right. Okay. Then we had a trade. Jacob Truba, um, if I'm saying it right. Uh, you are from, correct. From, to the Rangers from Winnipeg for Neil... Uh, Pionk, I think it is. That, that is correct. Uh, and and he uh, Truba needs an extension, but they expect him to get that with the with the Rangers. And from what I heard today, eight years and seventy five million looks like it's going to be the target for him. Okay. And PK Subban, uh, and I've even heard of him to the New Jersey Devils uh, from Nashville, and they got a bunch of young guys. I guess uh, they they were knocked out in the first round the last couple of years, so they aren't happy. They need to think, kind of change things up. They well, got and not even, not only not only that, the NHL salary cap is a lot lower than what was expected. It's only okay. going to be $81.5 million instead of 83 So a lot of teams have to dump salary before July 1st. So this week, uh, you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of buyouts and a lot of uh, dumping of salaries. Okay. Steven Santini went to uh, Nashville uh, from, uh, you know, uh, and Jeremy uh, Davies. And then two second rounders this year and next year. And uh, so anyway, uh, $9 million for three years each for uh, – uh, I forget for the. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what that that, he's got nine million for the next three years. Yeah, and that was originally an uh, eight-year deal. New Jersey, and New Jersey has room, is what they're saying. They've got plenty of room. Yes. Right. And Patrick Marlowe went from to from Toronto to Carolina. There's an old uh, shark. What's going on there, uh, Ryan? Uh, well, the the rumor is that Carolina is going to buy out his contract, and and uh, Patrick will wind up back with the Sharks. But again. Uh, I don't know how that's going to occur, but that's what he wants. So it looks like the Hurricanes have room for his salary, and they're going to buy him out, and he's eventually going to wind up back in San Jose. So Okay. Uh, and then Anaheim I, has their new coach now, finally. Yes, and it was finally Dallas Akins, and I don't know what took them so long to make it, because it, it was the worst-kept secret in, in, around the NHL, So, but good for them. Okay. Any other NHL notes we should cover as we round uh, towards no, the stretch here? Uh, a lot of things are going to happen on July 1st. Uh, hopefully I get a chance to come back, uh, you know, at some point and we can go over this stuff. Or if you got questions, Chris, I'll, I'll answer them and get you prepared for this. Yeah, because what we're going to do, I just want to reiterate before we let uh, Sean take us home, we, we're going to be uh, here next week. 
for our, our show, but then we're going to be off on July 7th uh, because of conventions and the 4th of July weekend and this, that, and the other. Then we'll be back from the 14th of July, and we should go right on through from there. We'll be, uh, at that point, free agency in the NHL and NBA will be pretty well uh, rolling. The All-Star break will be over and all Trade that. Trade deadline we'll be here next. for baseball. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, but the, and we'll be uh, here NFL next training week. camps will be open. NFL training camps. Any word on who won NASCAR today? Uh, Martin Trex Jr. Uh, won the race. And this right. week, I believe, is, there, well, is it their last week for Fox? Yes. Uh, next week going forward will be NBC, and Daryl Walker did his last race today. Okay, okay. That, that's what I thought. Uh, am, okay. I correct on, am I correct on the clock, Bill, about a minute and a half? Yeah, let's see here. The clock says... You no, know, you are incorrect. <laughs> okay, what am I? What am I at then, Bill? You're at forty-five seconds. Oh, Sean, right. hurry! No, no real, real, quick, real quickly, real quickly, uh, legendonlys.com to download the podcast or Worldwide Space Legend on your podcatcher, or tell your Alexa smart device a Worldwide Legend podcast. Go to Sports Live, or you can listen to seven seven three five seven two seven seven one five, which is also where you can. Leave your comments, questions, criticisms. So we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, We will see you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in.